I'm David Brown, and this is Business Wars. Today, we conclude our series, Starbucks versus Dunkin'. No doubt both companies have created empires throughout the United States and internationally. Starbucks has more than 15,000 locations in the U.S. alone, and Dunkin' Donuts is now in 43 countries. But there could be yet another brewing business, raring to make a dent in Starbucks' customer base, hailing from China. That new competitor is Luckin' Coffee. The company's name is a nod to, yes, you guessed it, luck or happiness. Some nice word association for your cup of joe. Luckin has marketed itself as the convenient gourmet coffee choice with a lower price point than Starbucks. <laughs> Sounds a bit like Dunkin's strategy, right? And unlike Starbucks's European model of going to a coffee house and lingering for a bit, Luckin relies heavily on technology to build its customer base. Patrons order through an app then get their morning kick at a kiosk or buy a delivery within 30 minutes. And yes, there's a general issue with how hot coffee is when it's delivered, just in case you were wondering. In May of 2019, the Chinese coffee giant made its initial public offering in New York. But something to note here is that Luckin is in hot water. The Chinese coffee giant is in the preliminary stages of an internal investigation. Luckin admitted to inflating its sales by about $310 million from the second quarter to the fourth quarter of last year. Now, you should note that when we taped this episode, that information had not been made public. But despite this news, we still wanted to know, is it possible Luckin's business model of convenience and lower prices might ever be a competitor with Starbucks or Dunkin'? For some answers, our guest is market strategist Judy Gaines. Gaines is president of J. Gaines Consulting, where she focuses on products like sugar, cocoa, and, of course, coffee. All that's coming up next. Enjoy a powerful business upgrade with Dell Technologies' Black Friday in July event. Get amazing savings with up to 50% off high-performance computers and tech built for business. And be able to take your office with you with Windows 10 Pro. Plus, get great offers on Dell servers, monitors, docks, and more, all with easy financing options through Dell Financial Services. Call 877-ASK-DELL. That's 877-ASK-DELL. And speak with a Dell Technologies advisor today. Louisiana's diverse landscapes include dense timber forests and seafood-rich coastlines. And every step along the way, you'll find a business environment that's strong, diverse, and ripe with opportunity. Need proof? Louisiana is where NASA and higher ed partners build rockets that will soon put the first women on the moon. It's also where the port system delivers the most domestic cargo in the U.S. And Louisiana is home to the best workforce development program in the country. See what Louisiana economic development can do for you. Visit OpportunityLouisiana.com today. Judy Gaines, welcome to Business Wars. Uh, thank you. We, we probably should mention here that Judy is joining us all the way from Panama, and we're using Skype to make this connection. Judy, uh, thanks so much for doing this. Let's start off by talking about 
these two business models? I mean, first, who is the Luckin customer? And then maybe we can turn to the Starbucks customer. How, how would you describe the Luckin customer? So the Luckin customer is the office worker, someone who is looking for coffee on the go, and they want it quick, they want it reasonably good quality, mm-hmm. and they're not looking to linger and sit in a coffee house. As you mentioned at the start, it's not the European model. Yeah. It's not a social occasion. It's that we want our coffee, we want it good, <laughs> and we want it now. <laughs> we, we want that kick now. It's there's no, no dancing around it. But, you know, it's funny because Starbucks customers, I get a sense that some of them don't, uh, I don't know, I shouldn't say this maybe, but some of them may not be that interested in the coffee per se. Well, that's always been a question. How many times are people going to Starbucks because you're using their Wi-Fi or you're using their bathroom even? Or you're, you're sitting there because it's convenient and it's a great place to meet someone. Hey, uh-huh, I'll meet you at uh-huh. Starbucks. Sure, sure. And, and so you understand that that's part of the model. What I find is interesting is that when you go to China, the typical Chinese consumer in Starbucks is interested in the name brand and making it photo worthy. And so it's the cachet of, wow, I went to Starbucks. And so a lot of it isn't necessarily that they're drinking the coffee and some of them might get many other products at Starbucks besides their coffee. Or originally what you had was you'd have four friends sitting together, nursing the same drink for several hours to be seen. So that's part of the culture there is, um, you know, more so than, you know, in America is the status symbol of we went to Starbucks. So then let's talk about uh, how Luckin tries to compete with Starbucks, because, of course, once you've built a brand that has that kind of cachet, how is Luckin going about taking on uh, Starbucks uh, on its home turf, I guess you could say? Well, I think they understand the consumer very well. And how they've learned that is they started out, I would call them more technology company than a coffee company, if you really want to know, Uh because what they did, and extremely bright, very, very savvy in their model, is that they started gathering all this data through their app, forcing the consumers to pay through an app, downloading the app. They're basically tracking their behavior. So they're figuring out exactly where their kiosks and their pop-up stores need to be for where their client base is. Starbucks, as I understand it, correct me if I'm wrong here, but as I understand it, Starbucks was the first major player in the coffee game in China, uh, opening up a location there. I think it was like right around 1999. And for a long time, it was kind of difficult to find coffee in China outside of some of these sort of Western enclaves, right, where you have a lot of business people uh, congregating. But by the summer of 2018, we were hearing about a Starbucks store opening every, you know, almost every day, like every 15 hours or so in China. So what I'm curious about is how is Luckin able to thrive as a competitor in that kind of environment, especially since Starbucks 
Well, maybe you can explain this. Is so synonymous certainly with coffee here and in other parts of the world. Is it synonymous with coffee in, in, in China in the same way? Well, remember, the Chinese coffee consumer is new to coffee. So I don't, I don't think they really have the same brand allegiance okay. that they developed over time. So Starbucks mm -hmm. developed their presence in the U.S. market over a much longer time span. And it took a long time for the Chinese to embrace and appreciate coffee. It was a very young marketplace that Starbucks stepped into very early. And so if you want to say that they helped to get it off the ground, but that right. doesn't mean that there isn't room now that it's more developed for other players to come in. So they opened up the space. They got people talking about coffee. But when you go to China now, similar to other countries in the region, and the, the Chinese are also traveling a lot more than they did in the past. Right, and, right. And certainly, you know, the events of the past few months certainly shows that integration where, you know, the Chinese consumer, you know, accounts for 20% of the, the travel in, in the world. And so they're seeing coffee in other places and coming to embrace it. I mean, I've been going to China in the past several years, right. and there's coffee festivals and, and the fairs and the expositions that are packed hmm. with people who are trying to learn about coffee, study it, develop the market there, and are looking at all forms of how coffee is served. Okay, so uh, let me ask you a personal question. Have you tried Luckin Coffee? Actually, no. See, I was wondering because I wonder what it would taste like to a Western palate, you know? I mean, if, if in a way you're starting off in this marketplace where there isn't any great expectation about what coffee is uh, supposed to taste like, in a way, they're in the same place that, say, Starbucks was when early on, you know, you had someone going to Italy tasting that coffee that no Americans had ever really tasted before because this was the real deal, and then wanting to come back and replicate it. And I wonder if somehow Luckin is trying to recreate that sort of flavor. That's, that, 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 you know, since you don't have really a culture that's steeped, if you'll pardon that expression, in, in what coffee is, quote-unquote, supposed to taste like. Oh, but remember, <laughs> the developers, I won't call them developers because it's all technology, are, are extremely shrewd business people. And what they've done is they hired one of the world-class baristas, who's the world um, coffee barista champion, I think in 2014, to help <laughs> them develop all their recipes for their drinks and to also look at, I won't call storefront setting, and what would work with the mindset of the typical consumer. So they're, they're not leaving anything to chance on that one. And now they've also introduced some tea drinks because they, they're also figuring that during the summer months that if they have tea drinks that are with milk and, and fruit flavors, yeah, that yeah. also will appeal to the Chinese consumer who maybe doesn't want the hot coffee drink in the summertime. As you describe Luckin, it seems to me 
that they would be more squarely competitive with, say, the Dunkin' brand, which opened its first stores in China in 2008, because we're talking about lower prices and convenience, and that's kind of Dunkin's strong point, right? I mean, why would Luckin go after Starbucks instead? Well, you're going to go after the Holy Grail. So, um, I mean, I think that there's part of that also. And, and Starbucks certainly has a lot more stores. I mean, remember, Dunkin' is the, the second comer into the game in China. So they're going after the first. Interesting. Yeah. So Luckin's only been around since 2017. And yet it seems to be moving really at breakneck speed. I, lend, I mentioned earlier Luckin went public in May. And the brand's partnered with the food uh, products company Americana Group, which is expanding its reach into the Middle East and India. Now, what I'm curious about is why or, or what is it you think that has enabled Luckin to make these giant leaps in the marketplace in such a short period of time? How do, how do you account for this rapid growth? Okay, so there's two things. One, they did have some very strong rounds of financing that help to leverage them. Um, they've had rapid growth, but there's a question as to whether they've turned a profit yet, which of course is an entirely different situation. What they did was they said, we're going to get loyal customers and we're going to come in and you know sell to them on the cheap. So they offered a lot of couponing, discounting to get customers to be loyal to them and to let them catch on very fast. The take the losses up front. I know a, mm-hmm. quite a few businesses that, that, that do that. So is this uh, approach sustainable? And if so, how long? Well, I mean, if you keep discounting and, and potentially selling all this coffee at loss, then in the long run, that isn't sustainable. But I think that if they have enough repeat traffic and, and they're catching on, then certainly they might be able to do that. And and let's also look at the difference in, in the models. Their pop-up locations are built on the cheap. Everything is technology. They even have some technology where they're not going to have any staff. Mm-hmm. They were doing mm-hmm. everything on you know the self-serve machine. And they were looking at vending machines. And therefore competitively, they could sell their product for much less than Starbucks. And you look at a Starbucks, they spend an awful lot of money on the ambiance. And when you look at the stores and the amount of equipment and everything else and the number of staff they have is, is a huge, huge expense. And to Starbucks credit also, Starbucks not only has the staff and they spent a lot on the brick and mortar, but they also treat their employees extremely well with very generous benefits. You can even see that in their approach of what they're offering for the the staff impacted by the coronavirus. Yeah, I was just going to ask about that because it seems to me that this would put Lunkin at a competitive advantage, especially during a time like, uh, like now. Well, absolutely it does, because if you don't have to have staff, then it's a lot easier. And when you think about that, people don't even want to go near someone, (laughs) then then being a self-serve operation would benefit for them. But Starbucks has a very different price point because of 
the amazing benefits they give to their employees. And, and they also do a lot for giving to coffee farmers. That, that's what you're getting when you're paying more for a cup of Starbucks coffee. Where's my order? Where's my order? Where's my order? Break free from customer support monotony. Welcome to Intercom for Customer Support, the business messenger that uses chatbots, shared inboxes, apps, and more. Intercom's business messenger resolves questions that can be answered automatically, so customer support feels less like Groundhog Day and more like help is on the way. Go to intercom.com support to learn more about Intercom's business messenger for customer support. Birthdays, holidays, promotions, getting that last sprinkle donut. There's a lot in this world worth celebrating, but nothing is worth celebrating more than knowledge, especially knowledge that will pay off, like understanding how compound interest works, knowing how to check your investment professional's background, or figuring out your risk tolerance, or finally understanding all those terms your friends keep throwing around like ETF, ESG, and ICO. Go to Investor.gov today to learn about these investment products and more. How much do you already know about investing? Find out by putting your financial knowledge to the test with their new investment quiz. Investor.gov is your unbiased resource for valuable investment information, tools, and tips. Before you invest, Investor.gov. Let's shift gears for just a moment. We've been talking China. The big question, I think, for a lot of our listeners is this. Is Luckin going to get lucky in the United States? Could they eventually put down roots right there in the, in the, in the same turf where Duncan and Starbucks have traditionally been duking it out? Well, I think it's possible. And then there's other players that are coming into the market and want to grow also. So if you look at uh, Costa Coffee, they're another one who... <laughs> wants to, you know, push and, and grow and have had a very successful model. And they have um, Coca-Cola's marketing strength behind that. So I think that there's a lot of opportunities for coffee companies to find their niche. Coffee is growing. There's innovation. You look at cold brewed coffee, right? which a lot of people thought was going to be a, a fad and sort of die out. And it's not. I mean, people really, really are enjoying cold brew, nitro coffee. It, there's constant innovation within the industry. And we talk about blended coffee drinks and some of the exotics and coffees being used more in recipes. So there's room. You know, it's it's interesting because I think about the players in the market space today. Seven uh, Eleven actually is not one to be dismissed. Uh, they're they're a major player in this coffee space, but there have been others that have been sort of regional favorites, and some that have tried to expand beyond. I can remember once upon a time when I was living in Southern California, Dietrich Coffee was a place that I used to. I I love that place, and in fact, it had a lot of the same sort of socially aware. 
uh, cachet at least. And 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 there's coffee, coffee bean and tea leaf, I believe, is another Correct. right, which has expanded, mm-hmm. but some say has expanded perhaps too rapidly in certain parts of the United States. And again, just sort of playing this out, thinking about Luckin and how that model might work. I've seen sort of robotic coffee serving companies. There's one that it's in fact based in Austin, Texas called Brigo. They use sort of robot coffee makers and and servers. And that's part of the the shtick and the coffee is quite good. Uh, But what I'm wondering is with all of this competition, if, if you have a company like Luckin, trying to make inroads into a place like the United States. How long would it take for them to really make a mark? I mean, is there something about the U.S. coffee market that makes it substantially different from the Chinese coffee market in terms of uh, the ability to kind of punch a hole through and, 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 and be felt as a brand? Well, I would say one of the key differences is the size of the population. So they have huge potential volume just based on the population of some of their major cities sure. compared to what you have in the U.S. So there aren't that many places in the United States that will have that same volume. But of course, if you have lower overhead and it's just you know the, the pick up and go, then maybe that doesn't matter as much. But they're relying on their technology to point to where's the most traffic. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So uh, do you think that there's a place where Luckin, I mean, if you were advising Luckin, would you say what? Go to the Big Apple, because there you're going to have the kind of density, the population density that might make your model uh, uh, more of a winning uh, approach right from the get-go. Well, I mean, that's the same thing that Starbucks tried to do. So if you went to any Wall Street office for a long time, there was a, a Starbucks <laughs> kiosk in, yeah, in right. the lobby. Right. And and then, you know, alongside it became Krispy Kreme. So, uh-huh. Uh-huh. Um, I mean, it's the, it's the same approach is you put yourself right where the traffic flow is. And so they could position themselves even in subway stations. Let me let me let me do a little riff on this. I mentioned 7-Eleven. What if, you know, it seems like uh, there was a company called Green Mountain Coffee which sure. tr- which tried to you know it used to be at every gas station a movie theater it seemed like for a while there i'm i'm sort of wondering if you couldn't have a sort of partnership with luckin in a convenience store maybe 711 or uh, walmart who knows i mean walmart's not exactly a convenience store it's more of a uh, uh, obviously a department store sort of giant but what i'm wondering is if it's possible for luckin to develop a partnership like that that could perhaps get that brand out there quicker well, I think absolutely they could. Um, so you're looking at movie theaters, post office, any place, gas stations, any place where people are going on a regular basis and, and, and passing through and they want their cup of coffee. So what happened with Green Mountain, you're right about remembering that they were everywhere. And, you know, they were, they were also one of the front runners with providing um, better cup of coffee, quality coffee, to make it convenient for everyone to have coffee out of home. They became an equipment company because they sold to Keurig. And so Green Mountain was absorbed by Keurig, and now you have all the K-cups and the, sing- and the single-serve appliances. And that's where th- that business model went to. 
So there is that space now that used to be filled by Green Mountain. Very interesting. Well, Judy, you've been awfully generous with your time, but I'm wondering if I couldn't invite you just to blue sky for a moment. Where do you think Luckin is going to be in five years? Is it going to be just in China? Is it going to be a bigger deal than Starbucks? Is it going to be uh, the prime competitor? How do you see it all developing, say, over the next five years? Well, I think that there's still a lot of room in the specialty coffee industry and for having coffee placed where consumers want it and especially at a reasonable price point. So that's one of the reasons why some people might shy away from Starbucks or there's that middle level consumer who doesn't want to break the budget every time, you know, every week when they add up how much they've spent on coffee drinks. And so there is that market. I mean, it's very expansive. Coffee continues to grow. You look at other beverages, aside from water, that have come and gone over the years. You know, you have coconut water and you have all the, the fruity beverages and everything else, but coffee's a mainstay. It's not going away. <laughs> We've been speaking with Judy Gaines. She's president of J. Gaines Consulting, and she focuses on products like sugar cocoa and, of course, coffee. Ms. Gaines, thanks so much for taking a few minutes out and talking with us on Business Wars. Uh, you're very welcome. From Wondery, this is Business Wars. and Hey, we hope you enjoyed this episode. Coming up on our next series, we're bringing you a story that celebrates the love of the great outdoors. American climbers Doug Tompkins and Yvonne Chouinard were two friends who turned their love of nature into what would become the biggest names in outdoor apparel, the North Face and Patagonia, as Tompkins wrestled with how to maintain his, quote, dirtbag hiker lifestyle and run his store. Chouinard struggled to reconcile his passion for environmentalism with the realities of making a successful business. We hope you can join us for the North Face versus Patagonia. And hey, can't get enough of Business Wars? You know what to do. Scroll on over to Business Wars Daily. We'll keep you up to date on the most compelling competitions in commerce today in the time it takes to brush your teeth. And we invite you to subscribe to Business Wars, Business Wars Daily, or any other Wondery program on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, or wherever you're listening right now. You'll find a link on the episode notes of this program. You just tap or swipe over the cover art, and you'll also see some offers from our sponsors. We hope you'll support our show by supporting them. If you like what you've been listening to, we would love it if you could give us a five-star rating and tell your friends how to subscribe. Another way you can support us is by answering a short survey at wondery.com survey. And don't forget to tell us what business war stories you'd like to hear next. I'm your host, David Brown. Audrey No produced this episode. Karen Lowe is our senior producer and editor. Emily Frost is our producer. Our executive producers are Jenny Lauer-Beckman and Marshall Louie. Created by Hernan Lopez for Wondery. Looking for the hottest takes and the spiciest celebrity gossip? Look no further. Welcome to Rich and Daily the all-new podcast from Wondery that's going to bring you up to speed on all of Hollywood's most current secrets and scandals. Need to know what Harry and Meghan are up to? What's the latest in Britney's conservatorship hearing? We've got you covered. I'm Arisha Skidmore-Williams, and along with my bestie and fellow celeb news fanatic, Brooke Sifrin, we're bringing you the latest entertainment gossip every Monday through Friday. Is that rumor you heard about Rihanna true? If it is, you better believe we'll have something to say about it. 
So if you want to be in the know about who's been seen with whom and who's in and who's out, join us on Rich and Daily. Because we don't just listen to the rumor mill. We give you the celebrity facts as they happen. Listen to Rich and Daily on Amazon Music. Or you can listen to episodes ad-free by joining Wondery Plus in the Wondery app. With Rich and Daily, feel the gossip. Wondery, feel the story.